السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام على إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضاء ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the all-knowing, the all-wise, the one who sent his prophets and messengers to show us the ways of guidance, the one who created us so that we could come to know him and know his oneness and worship him and be elevated in the ranks of honor and nearness to him, Jalla Jalalu. We bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one, the singular, the all-knowing, the all-wise, the most merciful, Jalla Jalalu. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is the seal of the prophets and messengers who embodied all of the most beautiful and complete and perfect realities of guidance and servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who left us on the clear, straight path that none veer from, except that they bring upon themselves destruction. My beloved community, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have taqwa of Allah jalla jalaluh, and that is the provision of the akhirah, that is the khayr zad the best provision, the best way that we prepare to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no matter how long any of us lives, long or short, in reality it is short. And as Imam al-Shafi'i said, dunya sa'ah faj'alha ta'ah. Life is one moment, so make it a moment of obedience. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should remember and reflect deeply and take guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's stories that he has informed us of in the Qur'an. And as we know, just the human psychology and the way that human beings learn stories have a powerful impact on people. And they've been used throughout time as a way of teaching and educating and uh, uh, highlighting different lessons and wisdom and values and morals. And in today's world, we're surrounded by all different kinds of information. We're surrounded by many different stories. Some are more true than others. But in even what appears to be true, 
Much of it is stories and information. And we have to ask ourselves, which of these stories gives life to our hearts? Which of the, the news, the information, the things that we regularly expose ourselves to and open our hearts and ears to, what of those brings light and life to the heart? And because of the powerful influence of stories, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us many stories in the Qur'an. But because of the powerful influence of stories, the shaitan and his minion, his minions and his soldiers and the people who serve his way, they also use stories. Because they realize that psychologically as a human being, when you hear a story, you immediately sympathize. You put yourself in the position of that person and you begin to sympathize, which is why when it is for good, it's a beautiful thing. But when it is used to influence a person negatively, it is extremely evil and it is extremely dark. So we have to realize that this imagination that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted us with, it is part of the way that you imagine the akhirah and you think about paradise and you think about all of these beautiful things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has evoked these sentiments within us, but that it can also be used against us. And just look at what people watch and listen to in today's world. Look at the things that they expose themselves to, and they even call it binge watching. That is something that they're almost doing excessively. And now in the world of COVID, when people are at home and we have even more exposure to these screens, that's not saying that in and of itself it's a bad thing, but what are we spending our time doing? And then when you tell people, when they talk about these you know, things that uh, millions of people watch on a regular basis, and you talk to them, you say, but there's, some, there's a lot of haram stuff in that. You go and you look at what it contains, and it's full of foul and vile things. There's all, you know, back in the day, people say, oh, you know, just fast forward, you look away, something like that. Nowadays, people say, oh, you get used to it. You get used to it. That's the whole problem. That means that it's killing your heart if you get used to it. So you have to find an alternative. But they say, no, but it's so good. Just forget all that other stuff. But this, the story is so good. Ah, so you realize that you're being deceived. You're being used and misused and that these mediums are uh, things that are very powerful, but that we have to uh, find the means to actually bring life to our hearts and to strengthen ourselves and to use this as a tool of drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whereas in a lot of cases, it's being used to distance people from Allah. And if you look deeply at what they're saying, they want you to totally remove any faith from your heart and any good character and anything that connects you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messengers. So what's the solution? The stories of the righteous. You know, when we talk about this, it's not something that, uh, you know, a particular group of Muslims really likes to do or these people, they really talk about these lata'if, you know, these really subtle indications and stories and they're very sentimental and that's just how they talk about things. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an, a great portion of the Qur'an is dedicated to stories of the prophets and messengers and of the righteous. 
And if you don't actually recall the stories of the righteous on a regular basis, then you are an orphan in the life of this world. But when you recall the stories of the prophets and the messengers and the awliya and the salihin and the ulama al-amilin, people of righteousness and so forth, it means that you are surrounded by a fortress of righteousness. That you are standing on, as they say, the, the shoulders of giants. That you're connected. And when you're connected in that way, for the shaitan to come and shake you up is much more difficult. But if a person is cut off from all of that, then you are a blank slate. And then you're affected by all of these other subtle indications that are pushing you in another direction. Which is why Imam al-Junaid, the great Imam, he said, The stories of the righteous, they are Allah's soldiers that he sends to the hearts. And you could hear a story and it can change your life. That's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will. That's Allah's decree. But this is the general impact of these kinds of stories. So how much time do we dedicate to these stories and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us are the best stories and the stories that strengthen your heart, that fortify your heart and solidify your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, at the beginning of Surah Yusuf, which is, you know, the most beautiful description of this story in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book, Allah says, نَحْنُ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ أَحْسَنَ الْقَصَصِ بِمَا أَوْحَيْنَ إِلَيْكَ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ وَإِن كُنْتَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ لَمِنَ الْغَافِلِينَ We relate to you, O Prophet, the best of stories. The best of stories. The shaitan is going to have his stories. He's going to have his influences that are going to try to pull you away from Allah, are going to make you think you only live once and it's the life of this world and it's all about finding someone that you're in love with and wearing the nicest clothes and that's what it's all about and that's it. But the Quran has the best stories, the stories that will allow you to tap into their true life. That it's not just a love at the, which is oftentimes not even really love, but it's something deeper when you connect to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love of his messenger وسلم, which is far more meaningful and sweeter and long lasting. We relate to you, O Prophet, the best of stories through our revelation of this Quran, though before this you were totally unaware of them. And the ulama say, this is once again an indication of wahi. The Prophet ﷺ was not a story collector. He did not know about this story, but then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed him of all of the most important details of the previous communities, the previous prophets and messengers, and that these are the best stories, the stories that give life to the heart, the stories that make you, no matter what happens outside in the world, they, they strengthen you. They give you direction, they give you purpose. You know that you are supported by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know the reality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power and will and, and decree in your life. And so many of the other stories out there, they want you to be scared. They want you to be uncertain. 
They want us to think that it's all bad out there, so just worry about your own self and worry about fulfilling your lowly desires and not thinking about anyone else. Or stories that try to even uh, 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 split up the family and highlight the difficulties of actually committing to your family, committing to your parents. How many uh, examples do we have in popular culture of, of characters and stories who love their parents? Hajib, why are we allowing ourselves to waste our time with that kind of uh, uh, lowliness when we have stories that teach us the value, the rank, the exalted status of our parents and how you can access treasures from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by being good to them, even if they're not even Muslim. Allah will get, ask your parents for dua. Serve them. Be kind to them. It's not humiliation, it's honor. But what stories are you listening to? What kind of sentiments do they evoke in your heart? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us at the end of Surah Hud, which is then followed by Surah Yusuf, which we just mentioned the verse from, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we relate to you, O Prophet, the stories of the messengers to strengthen your heart. To strengthen your heart. This is something that when you read the Quran, you reflect deeply about the stories of the prophets. It's not something that's just a historical account. There was a place a long time ago that people were told to worship Allah. They didn't worship Allah. Allah destroyed them. Next story. No, it's not Wikipedia. You have to live it. You have to think deeply what these prophets and messengers went through. What was the core disease of the heart in these people that prevented them from believing, whether it was arrogance, whether it was the love of money, whether it was the love of lowly desires. You have to reflect on all of these things. And then when you have that, you have the blueprint for all of existence. Ah, I see the story of Prophet Musa unfolding in my life. I see the story of Prophet Isa in this situation. I see the story of Prophet Ibrahim and this difficulty and tribulation that I'm going through. And it solidifies your heart. And in these accounts, the truth has come to you and a warning and reminder to the believers. The scholars of tafsir say, لِيَزِيدَكَ يَقِينًا وَطَمَأْنِينًا for Allah to increase you in certitude. What does it mean to strengthen your heart? To increase you in certitude and reassurance. No matter what happens, what happens tomorrow in the world, we don't know. But what we know is we are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whoever is with Allah, Allah is with them. Be mindful of Allah and Allah will protect you. And so forth. And that you are strengthened and steadfast based on what you hear of their stories, the stories of the prophets and messengers. And what they went through with their people. Human beings have not changed a whole lot over the generations. The same archetypes, the same diseases of the heart, the same things exist. 
They become more apparent in different situations and times and places. But you see all of that in their stories. And what the prophets experienced from harm at the hands of their people. So that you get some intimacy and comfort in their stories. And you are steadfast in conveying the message. And bearing the harm of the disbelievers. People in today's world, they just want everyone to accept Muslims. I just, I just wish that you would smile at me and be nice to me. Yes, that's nice. There's nothing wrong with that. We want to be on good terms with all those around us, with all of creation. We desire that. But if someone is going to dislike that I am trying to live my life upon the way of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that's too bad for you. That's too bad for you. And we try to win them over through beautiful akhlaq for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it's not a popularity contest. And once the disbelievers, once they start making TV shows about us and we have minorities on TV and in movies and winning awards, we've made it. No. Look at the stories of the prophets and messengers. Is that how they made it? Is that what they sought? So we stay steadfast upon their path. And then the Mufassirin say, That remembering the righteous and their lives and their miracles is one of the soldiers of the heart. And remembering their poetry, reading their poetry, the words that emanated from their heart, and what they experienced of spiritual states is soul, a soldier for the soul. It is something that awakens your soul. It is narrated that when you mention the righteous, mercy descends. And that it is a mercy that reaches the hearts. Why? Increasing them in certitude. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So we look at the stories of the prophets and messengers. Prophet Ibrahim and the difficulties he faced even within his own relatives and family being thrown into the fire having to migrate from place to place seeking the truth looking at prophet musa alayhi salam and what he went through from the time he was born he was sought after looking at prophet lut alayhi salam and the vile actions of his people and what they were trying to normalize Learning from all of these situations and knowing what I have to do in my life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that when we recall these stories and we see the amazing wonders, and these are true stories, they're not just things that sound nice. This really happened. This is the account of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is in the Quran al-Kareem and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pre-eternal speech. He's informing us of these stories, not something that is just a, a, a historical account, but that this nourishes your soul. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Prophet Musa alayhi salam, This is the story of Prophet Musa, that when he was born and the Pharaoh was uh, killing the male children from Bani Israel. 
Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired his mother to put him into a chest and then put him down the river. You're going to put a baby down the river in a, in, a, in a chest, in a little basket. But this is what happens when you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when Allah is with you, doesn't matter what the world looks like. Naam, then put it into the river. The river will wash it ashore and he will be taken to safety. Isn't that the case? Allah says, and he will be taken by an enemy of mine and his, which was the Pharaoh. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَلْقَيْتُ عَلَيْكَ مَحَبَّةً مِّنِّي وَلِتُصْنَعَ عَلَىٰ عَيْنِي And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if one of Allah's enemies, one of the shayateen of al-ins wal-jinn, even if one of the worst people on the face of the earth, you are raised in front of them, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows his love upon you, no one can touch you. Allah says, and I showered you with my love. And the ulama say that he was beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he made anyone who looked at him fall in love with him. That even the Pharaoh, when he saw him, he was drawn to him. He said, let's raise him. Let's take him as a son. Look at the inayah. This is called inayah. This is a very important word. Inaya means that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supports you, everything else in the world of means is subjugated and facilitated, even if it seems like it's impossible from a worldly sense. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up all the doors of facilitation and he takes care of you. I showered you with my love so that you would be brought up under my watchful eye. And look at even the karamat that happened with the salihin in the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us of the miracles, the karama that occurred to, the karamat that occurred to Sayyidah Maryam alayhi salam of having food, when, uh, the, the, the fruits of winter in the summertime and the fruits of, of summer in the wintertime when nobody brought it to her. That even one of the prophets of Allah was amazed at her state. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us of these stories so we know the possibilities. So as parents, as teachers, as educators, we have to bring these stories to life in our children's hearts. We have to make them alive. We have to make them exciting. I remember I attended a khutbah one time and may Allah reward the brother, but he was literally uh, telling the story of Prophet Musa and it seemed like he was reading like a point by point. Then Prophet Musa went here, and then he traveled to Median, and then he helped them, he got married, and then he came back this many years later. There was no emotion to it. There was, where is the wisdom? Where are the lessons? It is rich. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that these are the best stories for a reason. These are the stories that if we are able to properly understand them and internalize them and then communicate them, these are the stories that bring dead hearts back to life. These are the stories that make people elevate in the degrees of certitude. These are the stories of the greatest of all of Allah's servants and creation. And if we don't plant these seeds in the hearts of our children, they'll be taken by other stories. They'll be taken by other influences and they'll be susceptible to these stories that are weaved by people who want to deceive them and take them and a totally different direction, stripping away their deen, stripping away their morality and their decency. 
and distancing them from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and destroying their fitrah. So we need these beautiful alternatives and we need to express them in the most beautiful ways that bring these stories to life. And when we do that, we find guidance in everything that we face in the life of this world. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for kamal tawfiq for the utmost tawfiq innahu akramul akramin wa arhamur rahimin. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqul mubin. وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَقَالَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ إِنَّا أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ كَمَا أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَى نُوحٍ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاطِ وَعِيسَى وَأَيُّوبَ وَيُونُسَ وَهَارُونَ وَسُلَيْمَانَ وَآتَيْنَا دَاوُدَ زَبُورًا وَرُسُلًا قَدْ قَصَصْنَاهُمْ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ قَبْلُ وَرُسُلًا لَمْ نَقْصُصْهُمْ عَلَيْكَ وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا رُسُلًا مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنْذِرِينَ لَإِلَّا يَكُونَ لِلنَّاسِ عَلَى اللَّهِ حُجَّةٌ بَعْدَ الرُّسُلِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَزِيزًا حَكِيمًا لكن الله يشهد بما أنزل إليك أنزله بعلمه والملائكة يشهدون وكفى بالله شهيدا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says indeed we have sent revelation to you O Prophet as we sent revelation to Ibrahim, Ismail, Ishaq, Ya'qub and his descendants and to Isa, Jesus, Ayyub, Yunus, Harun, and Sulaiman. And to Dawood, we gave the Psalms. There are messengers whose stories we have told you already and others we have not. And to Musa, Allah spoke directly. All were messengers delivering good news and warnings so that mankind would have no excuse before Allah after the coming of the messengers. And Allah is almighty, all wise. Yet Allah bears witness to what he has sent down to you. He has sent it with his knowledge. The angels too bear witness. And Allah is sufficient as a witness. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim. Wa nafa'na bima fihi min al-ayati wa al-dhikr al-hakim. Wa ajarana min khizihi wa adabihi al-alim. Anqulun qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah al-Azim li wa lakum. Wa li walidina wa li sa'ir al-Muslimin. Fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-Rahim. إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيدا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله We have to be careful of what we watch and listen to Imam al-Haddad says that the eyes and the ears are two open doors that enter directly upon the heart. And how many a thing will enter the heart that is very difficult to then remove. So we have to be careful of what we watch and what we listen to. And we have to realize that if we want the easy 
shortcut, so to speak, quote unquote shortcut, the easy, comprehensive, beautiful, accessible guidance that is comprehensive and the light, then we look to the life of the Prophet Muhammad and we study his character and his traits and what he went through and that he combines all of perfect guidance and he combines all of the beautiful traits of the prophets and messengers before him and that that is even further clarification and further confirmation. So we need to have that in our lives. We cannot live our lives without regularly remembering, reflecting upon, seeking wisdom from the life and example of the Prophet Muhammad It is a source of safety for us in these confusing times. And we need to make it a part of our homes and part of our conversations with children, part of our conversations with one another, our conversations with family, that we should have more certainty in what Allah has informed us in the Quran than we do on the news and what people are saying is going to happen and how the world looks. We have certainty in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in His promise and in His guidance and that we always return to that. And if we do that, we will be successful in this life and the next. Innahu akramul akrameen wa arhamul rahimeen. Wa akthiru min as-salati wa salami ala al-bashir al-nadhir wa siraj al-munir. سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم فإن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه وثن بالملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حال الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى الناصحين لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن محي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذو النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحوراء فاطمة البتول الزهراء وخديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بحدا وإحسان إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضاء إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها 
وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم عباد الله إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر